0: Ladies and gentlemen, you know who this is. Welcome back to the greatest podcast in existence. I've been waiting for this. The Stephen Talk Soccer podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. As always, I am back again with the ever-present co-host of yours. My favorite co-host, your favorite co-host. Y'all know the deal. Talk two and not to Nari. Yeah, that's because that's actually something pretty fresh. Now, the more I hear that, the more I'm liking it. The more I'm starting to get jealous. Like, I need to come up with my own thing now. I need to match yeah, your energy. You're late to the party as always. <laughs> oh, wait, isn't it good to come? It, oh, hold on. Oh, hold actually, on, wait, wait, wait. On, on, on. To be late is cool. That's what I'm gonna say. Didn't Never mind. You early? To show up late to the party? You early? You early? <laughs> 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 Yo, I won't lie. It's way worse when you go to a bur or you go to a party and you see people like sorry, and you know you're with people who. are there like No around. man, that's literally the worst
1: thing. I I, I went to this this one uh, Haitian. Haitian party for a family friend and I went 10 minutes late and I was the first one there bro and yeah
0: another day late and you were early
1: yeah I waited a whole hour before anything got started I learned my lesson bro
0: unruly (laughs) (laughs) damn man that sucked but yeah, welcome back to the to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, no fully inside episode. This is just an FA Cup uh, roundup discussion, given that uh, there's a lot of cup games that happen in the midweek, uh, both in Germany, in Italy, and in England as well, even in Spain as well. Valencia mm-hmm. versus Athletic Club de Bilbao. But uh, without any real further waffle and nonsense chatter, the pancake waffle, whatever it is, French toast. I'm I'm just going crazy now. <laughs> but uh, without any real further discussion or or, or deliberation. The first thing I want to mention was uh, Leipzig's convincing victory over Hanover 96, a club that is very well known in Germany. It was a former Bundesliga club only a couple of years ago. And one player in particular who scored the two goals out of their four, a player that Nari is extremely fond of in Christopher, in Kunku. Nari, take it away.
1: Man, his game speaks for itself. This is a guy who he gets it done on both ends of the field. <laughs> So, <laughs> sound like a sports, sports but, with Stephen setting. Yeah, honestly, honestly, no. But in all seriousness, this guy is very, very quality player, and I really like his demeanor. Um, he just seems to to be happy on the pitch. He's happy to play. Good, good spirit, and it, it's transcending, you know, into success. So, or translating rather into, success. into yeah, success. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: When I watch him play, he has this this bit of uh, enthusiasm, this extra extra added. Um, I guess, impetus or level of joy that you don't often see from players of his age. I feel, feel like young players are either one of two ways. They're either very, very dedicated. You look at someone like Bukayo Saka, the Arsenal starlet. Mm-hmm. I mean, star man. I mean, he has no emotions. I'm going to be honest. He does smile. I've seen him smile a couple of times, but it looks like he's you smile, uh, you know, the, the odd occasion, you know. Yeah. And I, when I watch Nkunku, everything about his actions are positive. They're always looking to, to to benefit the team overall. And even the way he, I think, the way that he um, he dribbles on the boss, it's like a Brazilian in a way. I guess maybe I could say that. The no, way he dances, no, no, no. You're, you're, nah, reaching. Nah, you're nah, reaching. I'm not reaching. Because even reaching. In, in this game, for example, we saw that with the first goal. The way he's reaching. The way <laughs> <laughs> the way he skinned up the man.
1: Yeah, he, he has moves. Don't get it twisted, but I don't ever say all of that. It was at this moment that
0: he knew. He fucked up. Right, you, you can say what you want, but I do think there are players that are non resilient that play like one. And if I'm being honest, are, he's, one that, he's one that reminds me of that. I think his skill... His skill because
1: company, I'm, I'm a supporter of his game, true. I'll allow it. Not to cut you off, but No, yes. it's fine. Yeah. You'll
0: allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Fair enough. Okay, mm. thank you. Let me continue. Let me go back to my rant here. So I was going to say that, yeah, Leipzig won 4 nothing against Hannover. They're the only real big team remaining in this competition. Uh, they should definitely be going to the finals. There's no Bayern, no Dortmund, no Leverkusen, no big team to come and contest them. Uh, I mean, Kunku's had a fantastic season so far. I mean, his stats continue to improve year on year and year, which is a very good sign for a player when their their game and their overall output continues to grow because... You know, we always talk about stat merchant or stat stat uh, lovers versus ability lovers. Yep. And I think he combines a bit of both. And I think that's when you get the best out of a player. When you can see that not only are they playing well in terms of their ability on the pitch, but also they end up contributing to the team's winning and and success.
1: Yeah, that's when you're in a different a different group. You know, a different caliber of player. When you you meet both, so he's he's in there. He's I think you'll be one of the the top players
0: for the years to come. I was just going to say that, and I think that uh, the French team are lucky because they have a, so much talent across the... especially attacking areas. Look at Ousmane Dembele, who had a fantastic game against Athletic uh, Club de Bilbao. I will mention them in a second, by the way. Barca will not be forgotten. Lest we forget Barca, we will not forget. But in Kunku overall, with uh, Dominic Domenico Tedesco, who's come in for Jesse March, who's now the coach of Open, S- Open FC, Le- uh, Leeds United, who also played this weekend in a tough match. But overall... Uh, good performance from Domenico, Dinesco's men, really good game from Nkunku in particular, I think is going to go up to become a fantastic footballer. I think he could be a top five, top 10 within the next two or three years. And that's not an exaggeration. Even at Leipzig, Leipzig I think that's possible.
1: I think so too, especially in terms of, of productivity and, you know, um, numbers, you know, he'll definitely be high high up there in terms of goals scored, Leipzig. I don't know if they're really going to win much, but you know what league they're playing. In. It's yeah, it's basically, it's
0: yeah. like the, it's like the the food delivery service league is the same thing in the Bundesliga. Yeah, and there's only one team that wins every year. One team. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But so. I agree that if, even if they're not to be some, the most successful, his individual statistics and his ability will show. Like it will be like he'll be looking to be the successful. accolades. That's exactly, the word. I was exactly.
1: I was I was looking for that. Yeah.
0: Thank you. I was looking for that too. And yeah. So you found the the missing the missing link there. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. But moving on to the league that we always talk about and to a team that, you know, I like making fun of a little bit, but, you know, just because it's a bit of banter there. But Burnley, you know, uh, versus Leicester City. And you guys, are, you guys are very familiar with that voice, you know. Votie at the Votie FC. But you see, uh, you know, you see them way there. You see Leicester City absolutely battering up Burnley. And let's be honest, this game was would guarantee you to put, this was guaranteed to put you to sleep. You need some massage, you know, relaxation therapeutic music this is what this is the equivalent of that in football form boring this game was super boring extremely it's like you're hearing waves of the ocean just slashing against the sand all you could see was passive you know airy boring football very dead See, I'm glad because this is one of the games that I actually missed, so looks like I didn't miss out on anything then. Nothing significant. They had the o- occasional moment from Vauti and from Dwight McNeil and company doing a couple <laughs> of dangerous things on this pitch. But let's be honest here. Burnley have been fantastic recently. And Leicester, who we call, they're, they're called no-defense FC. So that's my oh. that's my nickname for, for Leicester because, let's be honest, they can't defend. And this is their first clean sheet in what feels like literally eons. Not even centuries, my guy. Eons, fam eons like lifetimes damn or not even g- generations of, of planets and of human existence damn so just to say that when we saw that the nil you know no goals conceded i was in utter shock and goals from the two substitutions a player at nari is also very fond of you can take the the, the, the baton on this in uh, the young englishman the attack, attacking mid he's got a beautiful goal with, with his left foot do I need to continue giving hints here? Yeah, man. Honestly, he, yeah, who are you talking about? I, right just, I just showed you, you know, his brilliance on the ball, and you spoke about how good he was against Liverpool in that one game. James Maddis.
1: Oh, uh, James Maddis. Damn, bro. I can like, I really... <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I was just like, bro, I was just thinking about City and their goals, which we'll get into shortly, but... You you you're too obsessed with that man. Even off air, off of air <laughs> enough of city. No, chill, there, chill, 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 chill. No, just because I had a couple of goals in in, in my mind just to remember because you know I like to describe them right. Yeah. So that's why I got confused. But anyway, coming back, mm. James Madison. Yes, man, this is the guy. This is this is the guy. Like very unassuming. He looks like you just catch him at the bar late night. you yes. know, he's off in the corner he having a brew with his friends. De- yeah. Definitely a dartsman, for sure a dartsman. Yeah, he, makes, sure he, a dartsman. Up, he watches darts. man, this guy has patience. He
0: does, and he <laughs> watches golf too. So even more. Oh
1: patience. man, he's hella patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. this, this is why his game is so it is it, it, so spectacular because clearly this guy has time. And he puts it to use.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so He's dedicated. You can tell with the way he practices. Yeah. For me, he's one of those players, when I watch him, I can tell that his work on the pitch, like in game situations, are things that he's practiced many times before. It's not like yeah, instinctive. Yeah. I mean, it is instinctive by the time he's playing. But it's something you can see he's rehearsed many times to get to that point. Like you can see the practice For sure. making perfect. Yo, I
1: actually have to hold that L because we're looking at him on the screen right now
0: yeah we literally are
1: and that's, you and you don't i completely bullshit that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you can't make no no because
1: because we talk about the pram we talking about english players I'm like bro who an english anything, and true, you know what i'm saying that's Everybody why you didn't really alley me proper you know yo that one there was a violation
0: well, I'll fix that. As it's future. all good. It's you all know, good. I'm, I'm currently a G League point guard. <laughs> I'm an NBA one. Yo, yes. clearly yo. <laughs> I'm, I'm the point guard you see at the park. fan, throwing it up over into a net with double rims and no netting. Yeah, you know, you know. paraplegic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe, I have hands. They work. But just to say that he scored a fantastic goal, James Madison, really, really well taking. And I feel like he has that pigeon toe. Nest him, yeah, yeah, and yeah, those pigeon toe players yeah. they either bang or they're, they're just mediocre. And he's really, really good, That like that type of walking style. You said you don't talk about you, yeah, guys about, you we know, know we know toys. it is. Yeah, you see the pigeon toe, East Coast has it too. The pigeon toe style is just something it's, it's really it's it's breathtaking to see because I think on the field you have a special ability. Like even a player that Nari played against, uh, I remember him, Sammy, bro yeah shout out sammy Sammy. so just to say that yeah there's people we've seen that we've also played with that have that that pigeon toe style and madison has it as well and the way he took the goal showed you that the way he's able to wrap his foot around the ball it comes from that root of like the way he walks and the way he he kind of you know um, goes about playing on the field but another goal from as well from a very very good finish and also just an overall very influential player for last of the season. In Jamie Vardy, a player, another player I know. That, I mean, see, I'm not missing tonight. No, no, you another got it. player I know you like. No, you're a big fan of big Jamie fan
1: Vardy. of Jamie Vardy. The story is incredible. You know, from rags to riches. You feel me? Who's it? Little baby in uh, in Broadway. Yeah, rags to riches. Rags to riches yeah man Jeez.
0: Yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly if you know you know no, no i always do that i was, 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 was put the feature before the artist i gotta fix that too my bad sometimes the feature Alex takes over change. the track yeah you know that that's a good point remember so? kendrick on control yeah I exactly. Know, exactly he controlled the track
1: <sighs> don't even ask me his how match
0: took over the game fam that let, that let that breathe
1: let that breathe let that breathe I'll be backing in. Got-
0: <laughs> <laughs> good performance from Barney and, Mar- and Madison coming off the bench. Leicester were poor throughout the majority of the game until they came on. And Brendan Rodgers will be grateful he had this kind of youthful, or not even youthful, because Barney's definitely not youthful anymore. But at least this youthful style of play onto the to bring, to bring onto the pitch. They were very, very useful in their their, um, their blink of play, especially two of them. They have a very, very good telepathic understanding, which was very helpful for Leicester to win. And Burnley, who, who will be playing against the, uh, the team that lost in the EFL Cup final, Chelsea. I have to say it like that. I'm sorry. I, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I have to call it. Yeah, spare.
1: you know the last episode you said when we... This episode... Yeah, yeah, I
0: know, I know, I know, I know. I'll spare I know. you. I addressed it in my most previous episode, my most recent episode, so you guys want to check that out, you can. I did talk about the whole game and explain exactly what happened, and I didn't even say this earlier, but if you guys haven't already, make sure to STS, make sure to subscribe to tell me how you feel about the show and to share with everybody that you know. You know, this, this podcast is more than just footy. It's also about poetry, life lessons, deep, uh, intricate. Philosophy. Complex theories. Astronomy. Exactly. Mathematics. Astronomy. You know, all of that, man. You got it all. We got we got lawyer talk here coming up soon. Politics. No, we don't do that. Yeah, we'll chill. yeah. yeah. <laughs> chill, 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 That's like the one thing. Yeah. yeah I don't dip into it. I mean, probably footy politics, but I won't dip into like your real life. Oh, what's happening in Canada? Like, nah, I'm not going to do that. But anyways, back to the game. Uh, good performance from Leicester. Um, they're going to be very happy with this. They play against their cousins, Open FC, this weekend. So, you guys let me know your predictions on this. Nari, you think. Uh, I know, I'm, I'm, we'll get to that. There's a big. Uh, we have a new segment coming, a big match preview coming, and we'll discuss that in there as well. So, stay tuned for that. But moving on to the FA Cup, which happened the fifth round of the FA Cup this week. Uh, wins for Chelsea, for Manchester City, for Liverpool. I'll start with Chelsea very quickly. Then we get my little monologue out of the way. You guys are probably. Do you, bro? Do you. <coughs> <coughs> By then, by now, but Chelsea coming back from behind against Luton Town, who have been very good recently. They, I think, they've only lost one out of the last like 15 games in in the Championship, and they sit sixth place, sixth place currently in Championship as well. Um, Chelsea were down one nothing after three minutes in this game after a very well taken set piece from Luton, a very well organized and well taken delivery from the I forget the I think it's a midfielder for Luton. Uh, overall, good game from them, even though they lost. I thought Chelsea were quite poor in the first half especially and then the second half as soon as we brought the substitutions and we brought the reese james brought on the christian bullet six the harvey bale who i think is going to become a very good player keep an eye out for him and of course, you know Timo Werner, you know making a yes. big difference. The team really the glad tournament. he bagged. Really glad he bagged. I'm happy for him. I'm gonna be honest. I still want to sell him. I think he's one of the worst players Chelsea he has to players.
1: go. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no. no, no. He's, he's his time his is passed. due. but
0: I don't think he's Chelsea quality again. And I'm, I say that because I've seen Chelsea forwards really thrive and really hit a higher level that I don't think he's going to be able to hit. I don't know what your take on that, Nari. No, I Paul agree with Bernard's you. This story.
1: this is your this is your squad, man. You know better than I would. But I think it's time. It's past due for him. I'm happy that he was able to bag and that he seems to be gaining a bit more confidence again. Yeah. But you gotta I, I,
0: take that somewhere else, bro. I, I think it could, it's possible that things could improve in the future, in the next even in the next four or five months, and we can see what happens. Season's gonna come to an end very soon. But for me personally, given his style of play, I don't think it suits the club. And I know no, in this it game. Doesn't. When you play against a team that gives you the space like Luton did, he'll be able to exploit it. But that's rare. But against most teams in the Premier League, and even in Europe, like the big sides we play against, he's often ineffective because his game doesn't really match how we're, we were meant to break down our opposition. Yeah. And in this game, we were able to. Like you said, he was able to get in behind and able to make an impact. And the pass he played to heartbreaker Lukaku, as you call him, you know. I don't want to call him that. Let me be honest. I am a huge fan of Romelu Lukaku. I think Lukaku is a top, 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 top bagsman. Personally, I think he's one of the up there with the best. I really do. I just think Chelsea haven't been able to find a way to fit him in into their new style of player, into the into their way of playing as well. But Werner did find Lukaku, a Lukaku heartbreaker, <laughs> and it was a very good goal for Chelsea to make it three-two and complete the comeback after going two-one down uh, early in this in the sorry late in the in the first half. And then uh, overall, Chelsea will be very delighted after bouncing back. From the terrible loss against at the hands of Liverpool in the AFL Cup final, and Capo, the keeper who is meant to be keeping penalties away, was sending his penalties straight over the, into the into the uh, the stratosphere.
1: I wanted to speak on that actually. I don't know if you had,
0: yeah, you, you had covered it. On um, on yeah, so. yeah,
1: in the last episode or not. But if you watch that penalty again, you can clearly see that he went for the same technique that he uses for the goal kicks, and that's why he he completely. Skied it, you know, beamed it into the into the nosebleeds because he didn't even adjust or try to shoot. It was just he has one standard kick and he just used that standard kick, and that's that's really it's really poor, especially from a profession. That's something you would see. He's seventy-two
0: million pounds. He's the goalkeeper. He's the world's most expensive goalkeeper.
1: See, I didn't even know that, man. That really that makes it that no, much no. worse. We need to move on. We need to move on.
0: We need yeah, to we move. On. We, we move. move on. Still, Chelsea talk really quickly because Chelsea's. Uh, our uh, owner, Roman Abramovich, is selling the club due to his ties in the current political state of uh, Ukraine and, and Russia. That, that's, I mean, that's the most I'll say on that issue, to be honest. I'm certain most of us is that it? are alive are aware of this, so I won't go into too much detail. But just to say that in order to avoid sanctions and, and further actions being done to Chelsea and his assets, which is Chelsea in this case, he's chosen to sell the club. And I think it's the right decision because it's going to save Chelsea from a lot of uh, you know political trouble and just overall issues with the, their ties to a Russian owner. And because of that, Chelsea are now for sale and have had at least like 10 or 15 different actual genuine, genuinely interested um, buyers. And Roman Bramwich today has literally said that he will not be selling the club to just anybody. He wants to make sure that Chelsea can continue to be successful and take them to a higher level than he was able to and he took us to the most highest level possible but uh, he's hoped, he hopes that this can continue but overall Chelsea fans rest assured I'm certain we will find a good owner in very very soon in, in due time and uh, I think Chelsea will be happy with this win because it's going to be good to kind of keep our minds off the politics and focus more on the football but now on to the team that Nari was a very, very, very big fan of from the beginning of this episode, talking about how we had to memorize their goals. <laughs> you can go ahead and tell them how much you love Manchester City versus Peterborough. No, relax. Against the. Uh, it was just. It,
1: it was just these goals where there was something to behold. I just really enjoyed the two, the two goals. I'm not a City fan by any means. Um, 20 FC. Yeah, it, it, it's a fraudulent. You're a fraudulent footballing footballer fan. Yeah, a football fan. Simple as that. If if you're only a Man City fan, if you like Man City amongst other teams, you might have a pass. But coming, moving on, man, moving on, moving on. So yeah, the goals. You, yeah. Yeah, no, goals, goals, the goals, the goals, the goals. Is um, Mahrez's goal very simple? Uh, as we spoke about off air, Stephen. You know, he's obviously been in that position at least a hundred times. That's the very least.
0: <laughs> you were using a very yeah, low bench Yeah, back. low bench back. At least 100 times.
1: Maybe even at least 1,000 times. But he yeah. executed that so well. Made it look very, very easy. And he kind of caught everybody off guard, more specifically the keeper, um, because of how quickly he had shot the ball and placed it away. So nobody's seen that coming. Great goal by him. And then with Jack Grealish, that beautiful first touch. And wait, first and foremost, great ball from Phil Foden. Um, I don't even know how, how far that was. That was probably at least like a 30-yard pass. And the touch, once again, I don't know if I've seen a better touch this year or so far. Connor Gallagher
0: against Watford? Close. Close. Very, yeah, I very. Think it's better in my opinion. No, because out of the sky or on, versus on the ground. Oh, true, true. But the reason why I think it's different because the quality of opposition is taken into account. That's one why I'm saying that. That's that's fair. That's, that's a fair Peter point. Peterborough or nobody, and I'm not again. don't Respect yeah. Peterborough fans. Maybe you guys, maybe you guys listening in England. You know, I love you guys. Shout out all the fans from England. I see you. But yeah, let's be honest here. You. I don't really think that. For me, when I watch every cup games between a team like City and any team that's from the championship, I can never take the game seriously. I mean, you can still score fantastic goals. I hear you on that. But I can't. Even when I watch Chelsea versus Luton. And Luton are a much better team than Peterborough. The stats prove it. They've been very, very good. They could literally be in the Premier League next season. That's how good they are. But with Peterborough, they're basically almost guaranteed to get relegated from the championship. And you look at the difference in quality between City and any team in the Premier League, let alone any team in the championship. So if you're in relegation zone of the of the
1: championship, my guy, that says a lot. Yeah. Says a lot, but I still doesn't. Well, no, don't think it takes it, away from the you goal though,
0: because the quality of the goal is the quality of the goal. The execution yeah. still needs to be. Have to the remember, he took hand. it down with the right
1: finish with the left. That's class. That was a. It's a very. But you know, one of my favorite like, goals.
0: Whenever I watch these big teams play against the weaker sides, I feel like there's no pressure on the ball ever. They always get the team with the better side. That the
1: there's an time. element of that. That and definitely it does. Me off. It like, helps. Come on, man. It helps. It facilitates a lot of things, but. Like, in mean, yeah. the
0: Premier League, I mean, Foden would probably still be able to pick out that pass. That's how good he is. But it's difficult to think that he get that much time to really make make up his mind and find the player, find the pass, execute it for I that hear perfection. It. And then Grealish gets the time to pick out the, you know, take the touch, then finish it. That in makes the same sense. Motion. And mm-hmm. they've done this before. They have a combination, Foden Grealish. Yeah. There is a connection there, but still. T- tell, me, <laughs> tell me you're a Chelsea
1: fan without telling me you're a Chelsea fan. This guy okay, over
0: moving here. On, moving on, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on, moving on, man. To Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool and Takumi. Bro,
1: don't do me like that, bro. You're not alley ooping me right, man. You, you, I'm you, out looking when you
0: you're passing it. You butchered his name the other day, and you always like you always like butchering his name. Plays for Liverpool, the Japanese, the Japanese winger, and you always talk about oh Steven And anyway, to move on from that. Yeah. Minamino, you call him Minamine. Oh, yeah, Minamino.
1: Done, done, no, done, no, done, no, done, no. Yeah, that's my guy. That's my guy. You know, it don't the name don't matter. It's about the work, my brother. <laughs> come on, it's about what we are doing on the pitch, man. I forget who did it. Just know it was done. You feel me?
0: Okay, man. Look at this guy. It's <laughs> not like Joe Mensah, man. But <laughs> anyways, uh, Takumi Minamino putting the dagger, putting the knife into Nor- Norwich's fans' heart as uh, Liverpool ran out two-one victories against Norwich for the second time in literally like two less than two weeks. Uh, Liverpool coming off a fantastic win against Chelsea in, you know, very unprecedented circumstances. Let's say that from a Chelsea fan perspective. But let's be honest, I said in my Monday episode, you guys can hear me talk about Cue my, the tears. my waffle, you know. I'm, yeah, I might, <laughs> no, forget that. All the tears came on on Monday. This is a Friday, you know, Friday rebound, Friday bounce back, Big Sean. Everything's looking good. Liverpool win 2-1. A very good goal from Lucas. Was it Lucas Rupp? Lucas Rupp for Norwich. Very good finish. And uh, Liverpool will be playing against either Nottingham Forest or against Middlesbrough. Or, oh, our Huddersfield, sorry, sorry, uh, in the next round. Chelsea will be playing against Middlesbrough. Manchester City will be playing against Southampton, who we're going to talk about right now. Yes. As they won 3-1 against West Ham after a fantastically taken strike. Done from a, a player that gets no PT. He's one of those guys that only plays. He only plays. He only plays when it comes to the FA Cup games and the miscreen clubs in the Premier League. Romain Perrault. That strike. What an absolute slapping. What a way to absolutely belt a ball into the back of the net. They leathered that.
1: No, uh, that's one of my favorite strikes of the year. That's why, I don't know, man. Something, Something's happening in the
0: FA Cup. You know, it's a different energy going on. Yeah, the, the cup in, cup's in England. That's so why I think the, the FA Cup is even more... Enjoyable than it is In other leagues I think the other leagues The Cups are very similar To the domestic league They don't really change much I mm-hmm. think the, the style of play And even just the intensity level Is the same I think in the FA Cup It's a certain There's a different Zest in the air a Different genetic quality In the air It's clear And every time that I watch uh, The FA Cup overall I often see That there's a different level of, of hunger maybe it's less or it's more but a different type like i feel like it's just more unpredictability of the game that you would get when you're watching the premier league or, you know any domestically i
1: i have to i have to agree entirely once again and i would say too i think it's this is a cup where if you can't win you know the, the other the other tournaments you have a chance with this one yeah so i think a lot of teams they show out because they're saying okay man you know we we didn't get that one or like your team right now didn't even use their name because I'm sparing you once again.
0: Wembley stadium. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. I've been going to Wembley four or five times now and we've lost every single time, five times out of our last six. I'm not going back to Wembley again. I hate it. But anyways, back to the Southampton game. We didn't go from Romain Perrault again. Beautiful. Really just lashed them into the back of the net. Uh, West Ham, were able to equalize thanks to Mikel Antonio nari and 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 my or our jamaican brethren done uh, no really good finish from him i mean he was clinical just a typical goal poacher just being there in the right position at the right time to score. those are his goals and they need to be
1: scored they're not pretty but they count but who else is gonna do that if it's not him you know exactly and he's
0: filling the role of that that same exact position where We exactly. need you to be there if not you then we'll have to find someone else and there's no guarantee you're gonna get that you know exactly and exactly. he was able to be in the right spot at the right time. Uh, Southampton did have scoring two, two more goals. And I mentioned the last one more specifically. I think that was even more special. The one that was uh, taken by Armando Broya, who I think is a top, top player. Chelsea Loney at Southampton. He's really tearing it up in the last six, seven weeks. Yeah. He absolutely skinned Chelsea, former Chelsea centre-back Kurt Zouma, the kick, the cat, Dropped kicker. the shoulder and he's out of there. He dropped it, dropped it like it's hot Snoop Dogg style. Broke Man. Zuma's ankle. They made Zuma do a little stanky leg in the meantime, Gee. and then just just pass it into the back of the net. I thought it was poor goalkeeping, in my opinion, but that's just how yeah, I saw yeah. it. I thought the keeper could have done better because you know he's only going to shoot. I think
1: right you're very starstruck when you see your, your defense completely get folded like origami like that. Jeez, you can't believe. Yeah, just let it. You be think gone. you're in the twilight zone. You're saying, Nah this is not happening." Yeah, and are we in certainly. training? And then. Before you know it, the goals in the back of the net. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, for real. And I saw that. I said he reminds me so much of Diego Costa. It's it's a bit ridiculous. I think he's a bit more agility and mobility than Costa. Yeah, because Costa never dribbled. Yeah. Oh, Kosta maybe took two touches before he shoot the ball. But he has this rock star mentality, Broya, which I really like. And that's Albanian in in him, to be very hungry, be very, very Oh, he's Albanian? Yeah. Oh,
1: no, he's a winner. He's done. He's done. My boy Action is 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 Albanian. Is he, yeah? yeah. Yeah. He's
0: he's like that too. Exactly. Okay, so that tells you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. very feisty and he's very determined. He, He gets what he wants when he plays the game. He's that kind of player where he doesn't settle for anything except for a result of scoring a goal or being that decisive guy in the game.
1: Determined. You can see it
0: it's in his eyes every time I watch him he has even the way his jaw looks and the way he talks you can tell like yo like this guy from, he's, from a, he's from London he's from England but he has this, this extra roughness to him that you don't see from a, an English striker typically yeah just a, a bit of a cutting edge that you get from him but uh, we will move on to the the Barcelona men the, the men from Catalonia Goal! And uh, this is going to be a very nice... Uh, for me, it's a bit of a heartwarming story. I'm a huge Barcelona fan. Not anymore, but I was once one. And it's a part of the reason why... What did you say? Historically. Yeah, yeah. Because I used to... It's part of the reason why I started watching football altogether. It was because of Messi's Barca. Pep well, Guardiola's Barca from like 2006, 2007, 2008. And when I had noticed that this team was breaking off and disintegrating, which I think has been happening for at least the last four or five years. To see them return to somewhat of what I remember them is really, really, is heartwarming for me to see. And to look at the likes of Aubameyang, who I've obviously been adoring since he was at Saint-Étienne, seeing the likes of Usman, Dembélé, Stembele, Pedri, who I think is, you're not going to like this, but this is the hot take of the episode. I think Pedri's going to become a generational player. I really do think that. I think Pedri is, for me, he could become the next Iniesta. That's how good he is. He does literally everything. The stats show that, and the eye test shows that, as I always say.
1: I have to watch him more to before I can uh speak on it. So I'll okay. let you have it for this episode and this episode alone. Oh,
0: don't say that. Cause what if in the future episode you do end up agreeing with me?
1: Th- then so be it. No. <laughs> okay, because if that... I disagree, you're gonna know.
0: <laughs> go, you said that it was as if like no matter what I say, you're gonna find a way to make sure you don't agree with what I'm no, saying. No, not at all. Okay. And then yeah, you know, the Memphis, the pie, I another player that you I know you're a fan no, of. Uh, Frankie DeYong, another good player as well, but they battered up Athletic uh, Bilbao. FATALITY. Really good performance from Usman Dembele. Really tricky player. Do you think he could become better than Kylian Mbappe? Or?
1: Come on, bro. Why are you always ask me these type of things? You know the guys stay on the, on the stretcher, bro. You know he can't.
0: Okay, if he's fit, though. Let's say he doesn't get injured for the in next two, three years. another
1: dimension where he's fit, 100%. Okay. But we're not in that dimension yet. Oh,
0: man. You know, I'm really... I say this every episode we talk about these two guys, but I find it really difficult to not want to give him his flowers. When I watch Dembele, I am given even more excitement than I am when I watch... Uh, Mbappe and I know that's a hot take. I don't care. That's how, actually how I feel. That the the ability to be MVP though for me is mesmerizing. Yes. Mbappe could never, could never.
1: No, Mbappe needs to play against one real team uh, that can
0: actually defend, and it'll be wrapped. But he hasn't faced that yet. In the Ubers, that's, Uber Uber's uh, food it, delivery service, it, he's you know he scores the same goal every time he scores. I've noticed that he scores three types of goals, Mbappe three. I know, bro. I don't know if you expect me to list them now, but he just scored three types of goals. Let them. They don't know.
1: Let them know.
0: <laughs> the penalties. He's you, often the penalty taker for PSG. Mm-hmm. The ball in behind, where he's that kind of a, you know, he makes a diagonal run across the defense, and the ball's tipped over the top, and he's able, to he's fast as as hell, so mm-hmm. he's able to burn the defense. Has the one on one able to finish it coolly, or it's one of those where it's a combination of passes, like it's like an intricate pass in the midfield, and he's the one that receives the final pass in the box to kind of put it into the back of the net, similar to what Manchester City do when they score their goals. When it comes to the byline. Someone cuts it back a Di Maria a Juan Bernat uh, a Colin Dagma, whoever it may be a Kilo Carer they cut it back to Mbappe he's sitting in the in front of the 18 or in front of the 6 yard and he's able to pass it into the back of the net That's it, I don't know if you think there's another variation or another uh, outlet it probably is uh, maybe him doing a one-on-one you did iso a good
1: job. you did a good job it's hard to describe what I'm, what I'm envisioning right now but yeah. basically because it touches on and adds to your your point of the diagonal runs he, he loves to make those and usually closer to the goalkeeper's line. The goal line, rather. Yeah. He, he, he's always hovering around that area. And that's also when he gets those passes across the face, across the six. Yeah. And then he's just able to slot it away. But enough about that there.
0: <laughs> Anyways, I just, just want to mention that uh, Barca look like they're going to be back to their best. They play against Galatasaray in the Europa League. After beating Napoli fairly convincingly, and I think they can probably win the Europa League, which is something they've never done. But nobody wants to win Europa League. It means you were not in the Champions League, obviously, yeah. and that's, that's not a good sign. I want to ask you, Nari, on with regards to uh, to Barca. What do you do? You think that they're reemerging? That they're becoming a not necessarily the, the Barca of old, but at least we're seeing some remnants of what they used to be from the past.
1: Uh, I think so. I think that they're they're st- slowly creeping back. They definitely have a lot of work to do, still, uh, in my books, because that midfield isn't solid enough. I know there's been improvements, though, nonetheless. And the thing that just keeps bothering me, I don't know about the rest of you guys. I know it's a small minority that's seen this as well, but what is Xavi's fit saying? What is the drip talking about? Why does this guy look like he's always shopping at Value Village? Those Mm -hmm. jeans are at least 30 years old, fam. Do
0: you know what he looks like? What do you look like? It looks like the guy you see at the barbershop. But like a barbershop, but like, you know, like typical, like, fine hair grooving type of barbershop.
1: Oh, at uh, First Choice Cutters? Yeah,
0: one of those. Yeah, he's at, he like, definitely you walk part-time in and time it, at
1: First Choice Cutters.
0: You see him, like, with his comb out and putting it to the barber side and stuff That's like that. That's
1: actually facts. That's actually mad. That's so true. That's yeah. so true. He's definitely that type of guy. And he's definitely the guy who is on... Uh, <laughs> He still has the LG slide you know he's that type of dude I don't know man, it's Yo, just the, man. Fit, the fit just bothers me like it, it looks like he found it in a lost and found
0: I'm not gonna lie you'd expect a lot more class from a player who's so classy on the pitch that That's maybe translate to his outfits on the sideline and yeah. I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be honest I do think that those small things to me do matter I know they're very like small intricate yeah. like details Cole is fresh cool is fresh
1: he is pretty fresh yeah too. he's pretty fresh too I'll give him that you gotta keep the beanie on though head top is a little
0: mashup. Mash I won't mash even lie. Up. I won't even lie. Pep is fresh too. He's pretty fresh. Yeah, Pep with, with the, the typical sweater he loves yeah. to wear. Yeah, I give him that. Aside from the fact he's always sipping his bottle of water whenever City can, city can see it. It's just a meme at this point where Pep yeah. goes takes take the quick little swig as soon as they can see the goal. But anyways, back to the football again. You know, Another quick segue to a, a Mander, who does look very good on the sideline. And I should have mentioned this in the FA Cup discussion. This is my fault for being a little bit uh, sidetracked. But uh, Tottenham faltering to Middlesbrough, Borough beating Tottenham and beating Manchester United. Now beating United on penalties. You remember watching that with me, and now beating Tottenham as well. Uh, Josh Coburn scoring late in the uh, in extra time against Tottenham Hotspur after a defensive collapse again. Uh, Spurs now going to be trophyless in 14 years, and the next time that Spurs can win a trophy will be 15 years as well. Um, I want to mention that Kane was is a fantastic footballer. I have to get credit where credit is due. But I have to say, I say this all the time: Kane in big moments disappears. And again in he this was situation, of a goal, oh, the one that he scored, mm-hmm. he was robbed. Yeah, fair play.
1: He was he, he was robbed because in today's game, unfortunately, that is ruled offside. But in reality, it's not.
0: No, I agree with you.
1: Was it an offside call? It, that's what they. Call yes, it, it was. That? That's because that's of, it there's was. a lot of um of, uh, foulery <laughs> going. <laughs>
0: I've never heard that you one know, before. No, but, right I, I, but I but I agree with you. But I don't think that saves him. Because I think there's still another 80, 60, 70, whatever amount of minutes left to play. So even if you don't score in that moment, doesn't mean you, your rest of your game has to be bad. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've watched Kane in countless occasions on big games. Like big, big matches that have a lot of, you know, ramifications attached to them. And in this game, it's the same thing again. Him and Son, going to sleep. Snorlax from Pokemon, going to sleep.
1: They just look too complacent in, in every... Everywhere on the field, especially defensively, because they keep losing it. Do you, do you lose most of their games? This is not... I haven't studied this, but I feel like it's always within the last 15 to 20 minutes. Always. Where they
0: lose it. Always. They have leads. that happened against Southampton earlier this season. Yeah. The same thing where they lost in the last... They lost to score... They conceded two goals in, like, five minutes in that game and yeah. lost. Against Millsboro it's the same thing here as well. And the thing is, I think Tottenham, they suffer from being extremely bipolar and having, like, a, uh, some serious... Uh, Consistency issues, like they're like the kind of people in a relationship where like you're with the shorty, yeah, and like the shorty is always one week telling you, yo, uh, you know, I think I love you, I think I want to marry you, and the next week she's like, by the way, I have a new man. <laughs> I hate those ones. <laughs> no, but that's what it feels like. You never get any consistency. You're never certain. Like, is that is, is that I love you really real? With Tottenham, it's not really. It's not, not real. Real. Even Conte said in his pre match press con- pre match press conference this uh, this for this weekend in their trip or uh, game against Everton, he was saying how. With Spurs, doesn't matter which manager is managing the club, there's always going to be this level of like, uncertainty and this inconsistency. And it's going to take a long time to break this cycle of inconsistency.
1: It, it well, it, it, it looks that way for sure. Right? But it's
0: been 15 years, 14 years and counting. So at, w- at what point does consistency break? And that was my question. When Will and when will Spurs break this curse of being trophyless? Genuine question. No, no banter, no, no slight digs. I'm genuinely asking you.
1: When they start to play their game, starting defensively. When they can solidify their defense, and when their captain is is in that defensive line, that's when it'll change.
0: But they do have a captain in the defensive line.
1: A real captain, bro. Jeez.
0: Hugo Luis, hold the L, fam. Mudded from. I know Hugo Luis is rattled right now. (laughs)
1: Doesn't even count. You know what I mean when I say that. Well,
0: the defensive line does include the goalkeeper. Of course, it does. That's a part of the defensive unit. He's part of organizing how the team defends and shaping them. On
1: paper, yeah, but in in reality, he's not defending.
0: He's not. He's defending the goal, but he's not defending you know traditionally. I mean, he's not. He's not. He's not clearing a header off the off the off the goal line. He's not heading it out, out for across. Right.
1: Yeah, but point point being is that they need to start them build their game up from the back. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they they need to have a solid defense and then work their way up. And I feel like they also need to. Start playing a more possession based game because they're doing too much of this countering business, yes.
0: Which is Conte 101, by the way.
1: It is him 101, yeah. but it's it's right now. I remember I was championing it a couple episodes ago, but at this point in time, it's it's against them, It's against their best
0: interest. I think I agree with that, but I think 90% of players that play for Spurs need to leave. That's my opinion. And I think also, I know,
1: whenever you talk about a team needing to rebuild, like or change no, no, but then.
0: More than any club in Europe I think they need The biggest rebuild. They just need to keep Kane and Son obviously And everyone else needs to cut Everyone else I think generally And then maybe Christian Romero He's a great defender He needs to cut too He's getting too old He needs to cut He, he plays once every six yeah. games Seven games It's true it's, I'm, I'm calling a spade That's a spade I'm, I'm being ruthless For a reason Like You want to actually change This is what you need to do You need to back Conte you need to, you need to get rid of All the defenders you have Except for Romero
1: But Conte was defeated too
0: but that's what that. But that's what Spurs does to you. Yeah. Why are we acting like this? And this? like you saw what Mourinho at Spurs. Mourinho looked yeah. defeated as well. Mourinho's is one of the greatest managers to ever grace a football pitch. He looks defeated at Tottenham. He looked defeated at it's Tottenham. It's sad. It's sad. It's just it's just the reality. Especially
1: the game in the rain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyways, it's Miss Keane, man. But uh, moving on to the big game preview. And this week's big game preview is a preview to the Manchester derby this weekend.
1: All right, all right, all right, all right. Now let's be
0: very honest. Is this really a big game anymore? If this game goes anywhere, if this game goes anywhere near the way it went at Old Trafford earlier this season, which was a battering, it was a destroy, it was Massacre. destruction, it was a complete obliteration mm-hmm. of yeah. United. And it, oh, the scoreline was, ladies and gentlemen, it was only one nothing to Manchester City. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. They only scored once against their their city rivals. That they normally that's not that's, that's, that's your cap, They do not cook United. United actually have a really good record against City, despite being so shit against most teams that they play against. But overall, City completely had dominated them at the Old Trafford. And if the game is anything like this at, uh, at uh, the Etihad Stadium this weekend, I think City will win comfortably. Uh, Nari, what are your takes on this game overall and what, are your, what is your score prediction for this match? Are you, are you a fan of the Manchester derby or do you have a derby that really stands out to you? Is this one of them?
1: Um, This is, this is one of my favorite derbies just for, you know, the nostalgia behind it.
0: Uh, in terms of Wayne Rooney, <laughs> exactly. You remember that bicycle kick? You must, yeah.
1: You sorry, asking. Sorry. Come on, my, man. My bad, my don't disrespect me man. like that ever my again. Bad. But listen, yeah, it's gonna go City's way for sure. There's just no chance of Manu winning anything, like nothing.
0: Not even the Champions League. They're currently drawing one-one one against Atlético Madrid in the first day after the first leg of the Champions.
1: You League. must have cabin fever, bro. Nah, man. That's there's no way. We we say it every time it's just some blokes on the field playing ball. Like Every time they, they the game starts, everybody's just figuring out each other's names. That's how it
0: looks. What, well, is this a convention where you have name yeah. tags?
1: Man, it com- looks com- like com- a pick-up com- game. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. And the scoreline, scoreline predictions is if, playing, if Man City is playing at home, then I have a, at least three for Man City. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to go for a 1-1, man. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because United always turn up against City. They're, they're Like I said, they play bad. 36 out of... Th- this will
1: be a different time, though.
0: No, nah, I don't think so. You don't think so? mm Because I think that United always find a way. And I, you know who's going to have a good game in this game, too? Labiel. I promise you Labille will have I'm a sure. good game. Paul Labiel, Paul Pogba is gonna have a good game against City. Guaranteed, you will see a t- a ten out of the ten. P- if he plays or whenever he comes on, he's gonna perform well. It's just yeah. what he does. And I'm not a fan of Pogba by any means. I think aesthetically he's a great footballer, but it's always about in his pump, on his day, mate. When he plays when he's having a bit of day before the match. It's always one of those. Yeah. And I'm tired of that. But in this game he will be on his p- in his pump and we will see him at his best. So and we if just we sing do
1: a, a draw, a one one draw. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes.
1: You're boring, bro.
0: I don't want to be boring. I'm telling you the truth, man. That's facts. I, I, actually, I don't know for certain. I said that yeah. Chelsea would win the AFL Cup. I got that wrong. So my predictions are out the window at this Ooh. point, fam. That's I'm not making predictions that I think are actually going to be true ever again. This is just what I'm hoping happens. I want CC to drop points, and I don't want United to win. So this is the most ideal scenario for I would,
1: me. I would actually like for United to win, though. I would With everything being said. I, I would like for them to win, but do I think they're going to win? No. And though, see, I see,
0: what about CR? Goat now, though. Sue so,
1: Goat now, though. Goal now though, he might have something to prove with this game.
0: I think he will. He knows
1: all eyes are watching this one. This is this is you know, a moment in time.
0: Prime time man. Broadway, the spotlight's on him.
1: I think he'll do something for sure. I think he'll get the one goal that they do score. Um but I still got I got I still got three for Man City. I'm holding to it.
0: Jeez. And ladies and gentlemen, without any further introduction, without any real deliberation, the fraud of the week.
1: I'm going to let you hold this
0: one today. Yeah, my final week, and you can probably piggyback off of this, is Juventus. Whoa. Now, that's probably a big bomb and a big yeah, crater for most that, of you guys to pretty, hear. Yeah,
1: man. Let's, let's hear about Let that.
0: me explain why. Juventus FC. Yes, they do win a lot of trophies, and they are the most successful club in Italy. That is undeniable. But as a football fan, and as Guardiola rightly said a couple of days ago, that football is much more than just the statistic you see on a stat sheet. Mm-hmm. Juventus are the antithesis of said quote. Because Juventus do not play aesthetically pleasing football. To be honest, it's some of the most fraudulent football I've seen in Europe for years now. Even when they go to finals, I'm always asking myself, how this happened? We don't know. What we do know is they've always had this solid defense of B- uh, Bonucci, Chiellini, and Barzagli. who are Obviously, uh, most of those guys are phased out now. But the point is, they've played play the a game on a very defensive system. And if, if I'm being honest, if I'm a Juventus fan, I think my my perception of football as a whole has changed, especially after watching them play against Fiorentina in the first leg at uh, at, at, at Fiorentina, winning 1-0, when they shouldn't have won at all. There should have been a loss for Juventus. They were terrible against Fiorentina. And if Jonathan and Kone could find the back of the net at least once, then they would have easily have gone back to the, to the Turin Stadium or back to uh, Turin with nothing. But let me be honest. Let, let me really break it down now. Juventus have been thriving off this very backwards, rigid, reserved, conservative type of football where they scrape one nothings and two ones time and time again. Now, I will make a direct parallel so you can understand. Chelsea Football Club, my football club. You guys know I'm a huge Chelsea fan. I must leave that by sooner or later on this podcast. But for now, it's still there. So, with Chelsea, who are also a club that are founded upon winning and being successful, let's be honest, Chelsea do not play the greatest football alive. But what oh, I will sorry. say is that with Chelsea, that because of the turnover of manager, we often see different iterations of Chelsea very frequently. Juventus have had the same manager, barring Piero and for a couple of years, in Allegri for the last 10 years now, if not more. So we're seeing the same boring backwards football over and over and over again. And this is my point. This is why I think Juventus are the part of the week. Because if Juventus don't win anything this season, which they still could. They could still win the Coppa Italia. But if they don't win anything this season, then as a fan, are you not trying to see your team play some nice football? I think the answer to that question is obviously yes. Because if you're not winning, you want to be entertained. That's, that's literally what Tottenham exists for. Because they don't win anything and they want to entertain their fans. It's just the truth. And with Juventus, they win stuff, but they play boring. So you pick your poison. You want to win stuff and play dead football, fraudulent football, or do you want to not win? Not not, not, not that you don't, do you want to not win things, but are you okay with not winning something for the sake of the fact that you know you watch Juventus, you're entertained, and you're thoroughly enjoying the match of uh, football?
1: Here for a good time, not a long time.
0: Exactly. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, is why I think Juventus are frauds. Because yes, they win, but at what cost? Your eyes, your brain. Your, your football intelligence, football interest decreases. When I watch Juventus, it's always relying on one individual. This year, it's none other than Dusan Blaovic. And, and before Blaovic, it was Suu. And before Suu, it was Dibala and a couple of his other minions next to him. But never have I seen a game What's where I'm like... Never have I seen a game... Whoa, <laughs>
1: Okay,
0: it's going to be a Royal Rumble after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm done I'm done ranting now. Thank you guys for listening. That's the fight of the week for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed the fight of the week. Maybe you guys disagree. You let me know. It might be a very hot one to say. But I'm going to be honest. When I watch Inter, Milan, Napoli, even Roma, Lazio play, I'm far more entertained by the style, the brand of football that they'll play than I watch Juventus' rigid defensive, just very lack.
1: Uninspiring. Lack
0: of real attacking impetus. That's the type of style. Nari, you should take on my hot take on my fraud of the week is that one that you think isn't fraudulent? Do you agree with the fraud of the week?
1: I'm stretching so I can, I can take care of you after this,
0: man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, can I mentioned one country. don't. Right? Yeah, yeah, relax, I'm relax, I'm have relax to man. Put
1: some hands on you. But no, I, I think you have you have a good point. They definitely don't play inspiring inspiring ball, and they haven't for some time now. So. Somebody need to speak out in. If anybody was going to or it's us. It's you. We got we we're here to speak the truth, man. So I'm I'm with you.
0: I'm sorry, sorry, Quadrado. I'll make sure to write an apology. Except for later. that,
1: yeah, that was completely fragile, man. Quadrado, you're a big But I'm
0: gonna advocate. be honest though, I'm gonna be honest. You might just have some decent players on the team, especially with Locatelli, who I think is an absolute baller. I think he's a top a top top class midfielder. But I feel like they play a style where it's so I feel like big clubs do this, where like they just play a bunch of individuals on a pitch. That's that's what I think of when I watch United in a way. Big club, like it's a very, very prestigious club in England. But their style of play is very money, like not more money or it's not city, city style. It's just like when I watch them it's like so many so many different profiles, like this guy costs this, mu- this much money and this guy costs that much money. And I'm not going to act like most teams don't do that because most teams do do that. That is normally the profile. But we can see teams spend spend money and still play good football. With Juventus, they spend a lot of money nice. or even they don't even spend that much. They spend a lot of players yeah. and they don't play the most in- inspiring football. You need expect more from them. Anyways. I disagree with that. Thank you guys for listening. I will be back again on Monday. Now we'll be back again probably on a Wednesday or on a Friday. We're going to start making up the schedule here and there too. So stay tuned for that. Yep. Make sure to STS as always. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was a bit more of a, you know, all over the place, a bit of a ramble, looking like a, what's that guy from Looney Tunes? The Tasmanian devil. Yep. <laughs> and uh, uh, make sure the STS to STS to to subscribe, to share with everyone you know, and to uh, to share as well, I think I just butchered that, so make sure to subscribe. <laughs> make sure to tell everybody you know and to sh- and to share as yeah, well. Everybody you know, yeah, yeah. And uh I will be back again with you guys very shortly, but for now this is uh Steven, your favorite host, Gone and your favorite co host Nari. We out. So you're looking for how much time that was? That was exactly forty three minutes.
1: Forty three minutes? It's so not good. So good. Man,
0: Hey everyone, are you enjoying the content? Please be sure to leave a rating and a review and to check out my other episodes. If you're looking for more Steven Talks Soccer content, you can find me at STS Pod on Instagram, at Steve on Twitter, and at Steven Talks Soccer on TikTok. Become a consistent starter in the STS squad.